there is another it's outside of it. No, no, way out. It's fine. Uh, and we won't be in the same uh, place. Okay, don't worry, you stay with me. There's no risk at all. Don't be afraid. So we are now at 20 meters down, that is to say 60 feet down. Okay. Uh, here we are at a very important level, that is to say, imagine just above our head, the water network, the sewer, enfin, the sewer, yes, the Paris metro, and the catacombs. Okay. So imagine, just for you, this is the general height of a building of five levels. So the average height of a Parisian building, uh, just to, to give you an idea. Here we uh, are about to visit one tiny, tiny aspect of what we call the catacombs. That is to say, we will go through one uh, uh, lens which is uh, hardly two miles long, which is very, very tiny. Okay. If we consider that here we will discover only one person of what are the entire catacombs among the 99 other percent. A small part is known, but the rest of it is unknown. We estimate 30% of the catacombs unknown, not uh, visible and never, never uh, seen before. Okay. So I just want to stress now that you're about to see only a tiny, tiny, tiny part of it. Okay. Here, in these two rooms, they wanted us to know a little bit better about what you're about uh, to see. And the visit is divided in two. That is to say, the first, we will see the excavation, okay, that, uh, where uh, the first uh, history of the catacombs. And the second part of it is uh, the ossuary, that is to say, the catacombs. You won't see bones on all the lengths of the tour. Okay, it's only only a very tiny part, 800 meters long. So it's not that long. That's you. Everything started, in fact, uh, in the 13th century. Paris at that time is becoming bigger and bigger. They wanted to build very large monuments, cathedral monuments, churches, palaces, etc. But they need the stone. There used to be a lot of quarries around Paris in open air. But these quarries of stone were entirely uh, uh, extracted, let's say, uh, and nothing was left. So they had to find a solution to have the, the stones um, not too far from Paris and of a relative good quality. They remember one, about one thing in the underground, specifically in the south of Paris, where we are. They rediscovered, in fact, the uh, quarries of limestone. The limestone was the most um, requested, the most uh, beautiful stone that you could ever find in the Palestine. And they were the quarries <laughs> were located. So they dug the underground, specifically <laughs> where we are. You see, we are right there in the middle. So imagine from the 13th century when Paris was having a lot of money, they were uh, finishing uh, the rebuilding of the cathedral of Notre Dame. So just to show the prestige and magnificence of France, they dug and they dug for centuries and centuries. The problem was once one quarry 
was uh, exploited, let's say, that uh, was uh, um, dug and uh, they took all the stones, uh, they left abandoned and they were trying to find another place. Okay. They never took the time just to, uh, for their safety, uh, probably, uh, to uh, to take some time to dig some uh, tunnels made of stones, etc. This was highly complicated. That is to say, the 18th century, you have to imagine that Paris was looking like a, a gruyere. Do you know what is a gruyere? It's a, a cheese with holes. Okay? And imagine the underground Paris in the 18th century was uh, uh, still building a lot of uh, important uh, private mansions and churches but made of uh, hard stone and the weight of it made the streets just collapse so a lot of subsidiaries collapse here in Paris specifically in the south of it. Louis XVI was very afraid about that and decided from 1777 just to create a special group of people uh, whose tax was specifically to monitor the Paris underground and to try to make it secure because imagine some streets were just wood collapsing from one moment to another and they find the network that was never, never cleaned before. So from that period of time, and this is what you're about to visit, they decided just to reinforce the security, the safety of the old quarries of stone by the digging of tunnels, reinforced by stones, etc. Okay. The second step of our visit is the last part of it, when they decided, because of now very large <coughs> dimensions, of a space you had in the underground, but to use this space for a specific use. At the same time, the Parisian cemeteries were full of too many bodies. Okay. And so this was a threat about the safety, about the disease, and mostly the bad smell of uh, the corpse. All right. So they decided just to take the bones and to bring them here specifically to try to have more space inside the cemetery. So that's why they have created the catacombs. But it would be better to call them ossuary, not catacombs. This is not a question. <coughs> so just for you to see that the catacombs are covering now the um, most south part of Paris. In yellow, this is another type of quarries of stone, but for gypsum to make the plaster. So this is another use, another quality of stone. Here, this is the, the stone used specifically to build the beautiful monuments that uh, you can find now in Paris. In the other room, this is what we will see uh, again uh, together. We are just telling us about how they transform these yeah. uh, catacombs. That is to say, once they brought the bones, uh, at the beginning, this place wasn't made to be uh, uh, open to the public. Okay, They wanted just to store the bones as a sanctuary or something like that. At the beginning of the 19th century, Paris was in better situation. They built these large cemeteries on uh, uh, the limits of uh, Paris. So there wasn't a real necessity to bring back bones here again anymore. So there was one guy who decided to open it to the public, 
And thanks to him, we are here today visiting it. So thanks to that guy, beginning 19th century, we can visit it. So we're about to enter in a few minutes. So it's a little bit dark, but not that dark. Don't be afraid. You won't find any rats or whatever. The rats are above, not here. That's, uh, that's true. Uh, because of the humidity, sometimes the, the ground is a little bit slippery. So just be careful. Always look ahead. And uh, it's better not to touch everything. Oh, that's, uh, that's better. And uh, anyway, we have my uh, little light. And uh, let's go. Let's discover it. You ready? Yeah. Okay. And let's go. You can take pictures. Huh? I can say what you can take pictures. Men, you had such a height. They were just working in squat position, always. So you should find some very strange inscription on walls here and there. Always with a letter. streets. This is what we call the lining of Paris. This is Avenue de Montsouris, that is to say uh, 60 feet up. We have the real Avenue de Paris. This is the lining. Imagine when they uh, were digging this tunnel, uh, specifically in the 19th century, when they opened it to the public, they needed to know where they were. Because I told you it's about two miles long, so into miles in Paris, you can reach a different quarter. So they did exactly of Paris, but in the underground, always just telling us where we are. You have an idea about what it could uh, represent, like for instance the 19J1879. Do you have an idea? So that's very simple. So now you can read it on your own. The first uh, figure means uh, the number of workings. That is to say, this is the 19th tunnel to be built in the history of uh, the, the catacombs. The 19th tunnel to be reinforced for security by the head of the special group of people, J, um, uh, G, sorry, like Guillaume, the head of the institution, and he did it in 1879. It's very easy. <laughs> you see, no secrets. And you may think that there is a very strange black line at the top. Well, sometimes you can see it, sometimes not. Very good. 
Do you have an idea why we have this black line on the ceiling? Before receiving? Here it goes again. An idea? No? Imagine when you were a visitor in the 19th century, beginning 19th century. You were invited to visit the catacombs, but in those times, no electricity. And in fact, imagine you didn't have a map like you have at the entrance. So the only way not to get lost was to follow the black line. You would follow and you would exactly not get lost <laughs> to, uh, into the catacombs. Are you okay? You're not too impressed? <laughs> That's okay? You're scared. There's no danger. original height of the quarrymen. So they were working like that, no? They dug a little bit in the pie, specifically for the, the comfort of the visitors in the 19th century. So let's continue.
That would be so cool. I just want to show you what it's on the, the right side of the wall. had a very important structure in the 17th century, an aqueduct of Arcueil. This one was the aqueduct built specifically for Queen of France, uh, Maria of Medicis. She was Italian and she loved uh, to uh, go into her own garden just uh, to uh, take time and uh, admire the fountains. But how can you bring the water in the center of Paris? She asked the architect to build a very huge aqueduct from starting from south of Paris and bringing the water right down the middle of Paris, specifically for the fountains of her garden, Garden of Luxembourg and the Palace of Luxembourg, where she was living. This is just a remain of this aqueduct, which is no inactivity anymore. It's not full of water. But in fact, this wall is just showing us that the base, the foundation of this aqueduct, was built in a very deep, deep part of uh, Paris underground. Uh, this is uh, also, uh, you had to imagine a kind of uh, a huge and long tunnel full of water covered with an arcade made with um, uh, stone and uh, reinforced on both sides by uh, uh, a stone uh, wall specifically. One day the structure was threatening to collapse. So in the um, uh, 18, uh, 19th century, uh, they decided specifically to reinforce it at this level where we are, and in memory, never forget that uh, the, the base was, uh, was here. Now, it's not now uh, in, the, in activity anymore. That's it, that's it. So, be careful here, a little bit of water, but that's okay. Maybe slippery today, huh? always uh, be careful if you never know. This is the, one of my favorite parts of the catacomb, to be honest with you. This is just showing us the aspect of catacombs before the restoration in the 19th century. That is to say, imagine you're a quarry man and woman uh, living in the 15th century. You are asked specifically to dug the tunnels. So here, this is what we call l'atelier. That is to say, a quite large space where, uh, from this uh, specific point, you could start to uh, uh, dig a few galleries. You may think I'm crazy, but no. There were a lot of galleries starting from this point, but in fact they are hidden here and there. Okay? Here we have two techniques. In those times, they uh, needed to dig the tunnels, but to avoid, at the same time, not to be buried. It's normal. There wasn't the electricity, no computers, so they had to find their own way, and they were very skilled workers. And that's the truth. Here we have two types of, um, of uh, pillars that they have invented. The most uh, efficient one was this one. Can you see the technique, what they did? So imagine, they are digging the tunnel in a squat position. The quarry ceiling is around this height, and they have to find a solution just to dig and to go forward without being buried. Okay. So with their tools, and that's why they are very skilled and talented, 
they had to find a solution just to maintain the quarry ceiling where we are. This is the pilier uh, abra, as we call it. That is to say, they were able just to uh, create a certain quantity of stone on different sides, okay, to pile up the stones in order to maintain the quarry of stone. This technique is better than the previous technique that was uh, in use for a long, long time that you have right here in the corner that we call the turn pillar. This is a turn pillar. Can you try to guess the difference between the two? It looks like those were stacked and here there's some, something applied to it. Yes, you're right. But in fact, when they are digging the tunnel and digging and creating the, the pillar, they are uh, digging around. They look like a kind of vertical uh, piece of uh, stone. That is to say, this is part of the stone. Okay, there is no, this is like a modern just to reinforce the structure, but in those times, no mortar. This was very natural. This technique was quite dangerous in, uh, in those times because you never know about the sensitivity of the stone. Even if they knew exactly what they were doing, this was dangerous. The risk was to collapse, to, to get run over. This technique, uh, creates a kind of revolution in terms of technique and specifically here in Paris. Between the walls, you see what they, what they do. Uh, when you are creating a tunnel, you never waste your time. And so all the things that can be uh, sand, can be stone, or uh, I don't know, whatever things you are finding, um, they use it. And the thing is, they were just creating this uh, tunnel specifically to build Paris, as you already know. But you had to take this stone out of the surface. This was very complicated, but you had to uh, reuse uh, all the, the, the materials you could find. For instance, they had created this hole. Okay, uh, this is the embankment that they are. Uh, they have created specifically when they dug the tunnel. But instead of taking these out of the surface, they prefer left it specifically, to leave it specifically here, okay? So that these embankments are creating a kind of fourrage. This is what we call fourrage. That is to say here, the wall of the structure is just well maintaining the, the tunnels, okay? And this is what we call a high, this is a, a dry mason. That is to say, you never use uh, concrete or uh, this kind of uh, technique. You pile up stones without any mortar. Okay, this is the technique here that you have specifically in the Parisian catacombs. And with the old system, it maintains the structure. But the revolution was this piliabra that you have here. This uh, changed a lot the, the conception of the, of the tunnels. Okay. So you will see this technique from now on, all around, on left and right. If you see a little bit of concrete, and this is a part of the very modern restoration to avoid to be buried today, specifically. But there's no risk again, no, no problem. That's okay. <laughs> So 
visiting it with a tour guide, you can go in some specific areas. And you may feel surprised. Do you like surprises? No, you don't like it? Okay, so okay, let's okay, let's have a look. Yes. I need to find my Il y a un petit peu de lumière, ça va? C'est adorable, merci beaucoup. Merci, merci. Bon, Okay, so we will be alone on our own, no? So, we will go down. What I didn't tell you is that the level of the catacombs are on three levels. Three. So we are going down and down. So more than 60 feet down. Careful, it's a little bit slippery, yeah? sometimes in other tunnels and galleries. Mm. So I told you one percent, huh? It's only one percent. from the 1770s, okay. This guy, when he was younger, was part of the uh, Royal Army for King of France. And uh, during the uh, Seven Years' War in uh, Spain, he get prisoner. And so from her cell, his cell, sorry, um, he saw this palace of Port Mahon. When he was released and uh, free and here uh, uh, working as a, a quarryman, 
he decided on all his free time just to create some sculptures inside the, the, the catacombs. Okay? So he did this by hand only on memory, from what he saw from his cell, from uh, very far away. So um, just to show you also the very good quality of the stone that we have, so it can be uh, carved like that very easily. Uh, this is not always the case. Huh? This is uh, very uh, particular. Uh, this man was very skilled and talented and uh, had probably a kind of super ego at a certain moment because as he was an excellent uh, quarryman, he decided one day to create, you notice we went down a little bit, get this idea maybe to create a kind of scale between these two levels of catacombs. But unfortunately for him, he uh, decided to dig at the very uh, wrong place because he, he, he passed away, uh, buried by, uh, by the, the tunnel, which uh, was dug at a very, very bad place. Okay. So this is just in memory of uh, Descure. He did this in the 18th century. And uh, thanks to the, the man, we can admire it today, together. How long has that taken him? Oh, months and months. Months. That's, uh, that's uh, true. He did another one on the opposite side, you will see. It's maybe less impressive, but this one is, um, is quite, uh, quite uh, impressive. Uh, I don't know what you think about it, oh, but uh, yeah. you don't ex expect uh, to see such yeah. a thing. With all details of architecture, sometimes, uh, like niches of statues, etc. Yes, at that time they were working with candles and oil lamps. So here this is like very comfortable for us with electricity, but in those times, no electricity. No. That's, uh, that's true. Hmm. And he did also this kind of uh, display with flint that you can scan around uh, as if it was like a very official uh, museum, I don't know. <laughs> Do you like this one? Yeah. Yes? <laughs> can you hear the, the metro? Yes. As long as it's not an earthquake, that's fine. No, <laughs> that's the metro. Yeah. Is it above us? Yes. Above, just above. There is the, the water uh, network, the sewer, the metro, and the catacombs. And you can still see what I particularly like on stones. Sometimes the graffiti, but made uh, sometimes with uh, and the traces of tools they use just to uh, create this huge piece of, uh, of stone. They were made by the uh, quarrymen. And still the lining of Paris. Mm. So, let me show you something amazing. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to show you something you won't believe your eyes. And I'm sure not all the tall guys know about it. I'm sure. Let me show you. Yes, here it goes. Okay. 
Can you see something? Maybe you can come closer. Can you see with my light? I'm sorry, huh? I didn't find my bigger light, but can you see some shape? Yeah. Here oh. or here? Let me check. Over here. Here. Let me check. Here, we can see better. Can you hear? Mm -hmm. Can you see here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have an idea about what it is? It's a fossil. Yes. Yeah. Here we are 45 million years ago. Paris, which wasn't Paris because it was something else than another city and etc., was here at the bottom of the sea. The sea was invading all the north of Europe. It was a very warm sea with a lot of animals, mollusks, like this one, uh, the cerite, we call, the, we call this. It was a shell, a little shell. Huh? Okay. You had turtles, a shark, etc. Here, this is why the catacombs are very special in terms of uh, history of the planet Earth. It's the only place on Earth where specialists are coming to study uh, the situation of our planet 45 million years ago. All right. All along the year, there was a kind of marine uh, sludge, okay, and these uh, remains of. Uh, Fossils, what's hard to say, fossils, okay, uh, were kept into this marine uh, slug and uh, we are now able to see it. This is uh, in connection with the very good quality of the stone the quarrymen were uh, in charge uh, uh, of. Uh, of digging, okay? So this is, a, uh, and we can see it so, so clearly, I don't know what you think about it, but these are the, the remains of, uh, of this mollusk. It's crazy, no? <laughs> it's okay, it's the light, yeah? Yep. Okay, so keep it for you, huh? It's a secret, huh? Another sculpture made by Descure. So during uh, his free time, he spent uh, hours and hours just uh, carving into the stone directly to create something special apart, let's say, as it was specifically made in those times huh, to um, not as a uh, an ossuary, but uh, to, uh, to be uh, uh, maintained and not to collapse anymore, to avoid subsidences. Huh? That's why he was there specifically. Hmm. And I have something else to show you. This is the quarry bus, uh, quarryman bus. As we can see up here, maybe we can see it. Uh, quarry bus, je vais y arriver. So my light is very bad, but here you have a well that was dug by quarrymen, and it's called the foot bus because the water coming from the groundwater, that is to say, which uh, is at a very uh, lower level of where we are, is so clear and transparent that the quarrymen didn't notice. They were just into the water until their uh, foot uh, were wet. And so here, the, just for you to know, uh, this is not a drinking water. Uh, it's in uh, connection with the pollution, but just down at the level down, there is 
uh, a series of, uh, there are two levels of uh, clay layers, and uh, the drinking water that we drink in Paris is extracted at this level. So the tap water you can drink, for instance, can come from this uh, groundwater level. Okay. And they, re they discover it. And you don't see the limit of water. Huh? <laughs> mm. It is so clear that you don't see it. It's, at, uh, it's very unusual. Mm. And the level is depending on the, the rain, of course. Mm. So now there is their, uh, this protection, but uh, in the earlier times, no protection. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you want to see more. A little bit frightening, don't you think? Mm -hmm. huh? Yes. Yeah. When you are alone in such a place, sometimes you can feel ooh, a little bit like frightened. Yeah. That's true. open to the public, but as you can see, graffiti weren't oh, wow. such a good idea, so they decided to close it and to reserve it for a private tour, like we are doing today. So we're going up, and please, once going up, look around the beautiful gallery that was built according to an Italian style, with the arcades. Just uh, holding the, the old structure of the wow. of the catacombs, but sometimes you can see some cracks here and there, and you imagine that everything is holding things to these pillars. We're about to see the second part of the of the tour, which is dedicated to the catacombs. Again, sir, I would say better the ossuary. This is around the 19th century. Yes, 19th century. Yes, they needed to reinforce the stability because, as it was a very threatening Paris to collapse with the subsidences, uh, they re it was really urgent for them to, to restore and to maintain the structure. So they were using like neoclassic like style, architecture style? Yes, yes. For this, but here specifically, because you see, we, we pass from one level to another one. So they had to find a very secure solution to avoid the whole structure to collapse. And the Italian, like the Roman deal, yeah. <laughs> uh, they were referring to antiquity and the ancient technique was the best. Mm. The super masculine. Yes, you're right, yes. That's you. So. Please close the door. Now we are on a very specific period of time. Exactly at the same time of the restoration of the tunnels, 
At the same time, at the surface of Paris, there was a huge problem. The problem was inside the cemeteries, and specifically one cemetery. This one, Saint Vincent. If you go to uh, the quarter close to Les Halles, have you ever been there before? Les Halles with Pompidou Center? Les Halles? There is a huge square with a fountain. We call it the Fountain of Innocence. And in fact, this was the name of the cemetery. It was Central Paris. The thing is, with different waves of disease epidemics, at a certain period of time, and mainly in the 18th century, a lot of Parisians passed away at the same time. According to the, the Christian religion, you have to bury the, body, the bodies, but you are not allowed to burn the bodies. So when you had seen such a tiny, tiny piece of land in central Paris, uh, and you had some new bodies that you had to bury, and not enough space, so a common grave was uh, first the solution, but as they were dying more and more, at a certain moment you had to find a solution. They find a solution. At a certain moment they decided to build such an arcade all around and to pile up under the wood the bones. So they were just taking the bones out of the ground and they were pile up the bones. Okay? The thing is, the new bodies were buried here. And there was a tragical event that took place one day. There was a house built just uh, on this wall, okay? And at a certain moment, it is said that the bad, the bad smell were very important because of the bodies uh, in decomposition, let's say. And the wall uh, broke, and all the, the dead bodies were into that house. People were very shocked and frightened about it. And that's why they decided just to close the cemetery. But the problem was, where can you put the bodies? That was a problem. And they thought about these galleries. This was the ideal place to store the bones. Okay. So in fact, just uh, one year after, in 17, uh, uh, 1786, <laughs> they decided with uh, different waves of uh, ceremonies, etc., always at night with priests, all the bones were put on a chariot covered with a black fabric, and priests were just like, you know, walking down uh, the streets of Paris to avoid the people to be too frightened, and they were just bringing the bones here. The problem was at this period of the time, they didn't know about the fragility of bones, so they threw from the surface on wells that were used to extract the stone by the quarrymen, they threw uh, the bones uh, through, uh, out the, the well, but 60 feet down, Imagine all the majority of bones, well, not the majority, but all of them were broken. That's true. Okay? So, uh, because of that, they decided just to display here and there the, the bones. This, uh, at this period of time, the catacombs weren't open to the public. This was a kind of sanctuary and called at this period of the time catacombs. This is a mistake because it would be better to call it ossuary. That's true. The thing is, the situation was better at the beginning of the 19th century. There were three major cemeteries built in the center of Paris. 
uh, Montmartre, Montparnasse, uh, and uh, uh, Père Lachaise. And so there was not a real need to bring these bones again here into the catacombs. And the brand new head of this commission, uh, trying to uh, monitor and to respect the place, decided to open it to the public. And this is exactly the, the display that you're about to see. All this decoration that you can see with white and black paintings, with, for instance, this kind of quote that you can see. Arrête, c'est ici l'Empire de la Mort. This is one uh, verse of one poem, Jacques Deville, who was crazy about uh, Virgil and studied uh, Virgil all his life long. And uh, he, he was appointed specifically to create a kind of entrance, like a kind of uh, mise en scène, as we say in French, as if you were at the theater and you had a, a kind of show. You had to be attractive to the people that wanted to see the poems. And it's true, you would see it's amazing. You already saw it, it's crazy to imagine. So here, imagine six million people, bones of six million people were brought at different ways, not only at the end of the 18th century, but let's say around up to the mid-19th century. So the bones are coming from cemeteries, but also monasteries, covens, and hospitals at that time. That's so we enter, you're about to see how they display the, the bones. You can take pictures, but it's absolutely forbidden to touch the bones. These are copies. can see the way they display just to be attractive for the people living in the 19th century to visit the catacombs. This was something very extraordinary at that period of time. They wanted to make it attractive. So we have always the same technique used by the quarrymen. You remember the stone I showed you with the embankment just to hold the structure? They did exactly the same with bones. But in fact, here they use two types of bones, skulls, and long bones, like a femur, uh, etc. The rest of all the bones which weren't in a very good state or broken once they stroke uh, out of uh, the, the well are put beside. But these bones are very useful and important because they are making the wall to maintain. You see that? Okay. So you have different inspiration. Sometimes you have heart. <laughs> it is romantic. <laughs> you have lines. And the problem we have nowadays into the catacombs are the restoration. Because in some of the places you will feel the humidity. And it's really, really harsh to maintain and restore. 
So uh, twice a month, they uh, choose a series of uh, uh, workings are done and launched by a bunch of specialists. They are selecting one piece of wall, and they are just picking up bones per bones, make a selection. If one is too broken, they put it aside, and they are just trying to uh, uh, to restore the, the wall because sometimes you may feel that the bones are just like pushed this way and they are threatening to collapse at any moment. So five days are necessary to restore one piece of wall like that. Just to be also attractive, attractive they have a decided to uh, always um, register the bones, where they come from, okay? So that is to say you have always the uh, place where uh, it, they come from, just for memory of, uh, of these people and the date. They were brought here inside uh, the catacombs. Is this all over the past? Yes, yes. So you have a few of them, huh? Also some poetry sometimes, even there, just like being the spirit of the 19th century in, in, uh, in Paris. This wall, I can tell you, this wall was freshly renewed. How can I see that? You should see a very tiny detail, which is giving you a lot of information. Look at these stones. These stones mason, one more time, no concrete, no cement, because they are just uh, damaging the bones. They are preventing the humidity from the ground to yeah. go up, mm. so this wall has been restored. Once you see nothing, it's not restored. And this is only 1% of what you can see. Yeah. Six million people in total. So with the study of the bones, we are able to know a little bit more about origins when we study and the uh, DNA uh, part of the bones. You know exactly uh, what were what was their life, not why they died, what, why they, they, they passed away, but uh, most of the bones showed us that these people were belonging to um, lower social classes and they had a very harsh work, that they were like bearing a lot of weight and most of the bones are showing us some cracks, so, but not the reason why they passed away. The epidemics, we are able also to know what they were uh, eating. So we can study a lot with bones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in total, and among the 300 kilometers, there is 30%
will never be into. Mm. And if you go to the illegal catacombs, you can find some bones, huh? mm. but you don't have any electricity. You are <laughs> just oh. crawling uh, into uh, the water, and the, 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 the it's, it's really nice huh, if you get Airbnb home. don't cover that? No, 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 <laughs> and I would love to bring you there, but sometimes it can be dangerous, so I, I don't do that on a professional way. But uh, a lot of Parisians are going into the illegal, huh, because I told you it's only two miles, one kilometer, but there is 300 kilometers. It's crazy to imagine, no? <laughs> but it's fantastic. Let me show you the fountain we created in the 19th century. For this fountain, called the Samaritan fountain, with some of the writing of the Bible you can see on both sides, is also the display of the catacombs. Um, say of the 19th century to uh, make it more attractive. Here there was an experience in the 19th century. They put two golden fishes inside this fountain. Uh, the first experience was just to uh, check if after a, a certain period of time they could make babies together. Unfortunately for the scientific experience, no babies. After two years, no babies. The uh, second legend about this uh, fountain was about these two uh, golden fishes. Uh, there was a legend saying that if they were swimming at the surface of the water, um, they were forecasting a beautiful weather in Paris. Instead, if they were swimming at the bottom, ooh, you should stay at home because showers and heavy rain. But this is totally stupid because we have all year long the same temperature. That is to say 14 degrees, 57 degrees Fahrenheit here, all year long, okay? So they couldn't feel the differences in temperature because here you have always the same. Okay? But this is part of the legend, let's say, of the fountain. So now we can enter also a private... the way they display the rest of the broken bones at the, at the back, always with the same rule huh, to have skulls and uh, long bones on the, on, the, on the in the front. Here we are in the oldest section of the catacombs because they are all, the majority of the bones are coming from the uh, innocent cemetery that I showed you before, that is to say at the origin of the creation. Can you see this wall? This wall is about to be repaired in a very short time. Can you see the way the skulls are mm -hmm. going forward? The threat is just to fall and to collapse. This is very dangerous. Here the humidity is amazing. You should see a lot of black skulls colored by the humidity and the water.
sentence written in Latin or French just in the spirit of people's mentality yeah, in the uh, 19th century was just to reflect about life, about death, just like being uh, a little bit uh, thinking about yeah. the meaning of life. What does that say? Um, think that uh, each day is the last day. But never forget that Maybe the, today is the last day, will be the last day. <laughs> Very positive, no? <laughs> yes. So here, this is a huge, huge chapel built in the 19th century, where different maces could be held by the Greeks. But at that time, we never forget that this was a kind of privilege, no? that is to say, if you were belonging to uh, about social classes, you were invited specifically to come before it opened to the public. And this is an altar which was uh, a copy of a real uh, antique altar found at the same period of time, beginning 19th century. This altar is just, again, uh, <coughs> a, a trick, just uh, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> for us to uh, reinforce the wall which right. is just behind. Like if you have some huge, huge pillars or this kind of decoration, it's not made by chance. It's, it has a, a specific goal, and specifically here, to maintain the gallery, which is on the opposite side. Mm -hmm. It's good, The plague was in the uh, 17 and 14. The Black Plague was in the uh, 15th century. But in those times, they didn't uh, eat very well, so they had a, a lot of uh, uh, insufficient uh, yeah. vitamins and stuff, so they were infected to, to last uh, a long, long time. Huh? The, the age 
show you something else which is very old. This part is to my mind the most wow water everywhere. Beware the drops. I wanted to show you this item which is specific. This was used by the quarrymen just to uh, bring the uh, ventilation, hair ventilation inside the galleries. We are very deep into the underground. So uh, when they were uh, digging the tunnels, they needed just to make the air circulate and specifically with the humidity <laughs> and the bones. And you can see that sometimes, yeah, this one is very interesting. The bones can be black, as I told you, uh, about the extreme humidity that you can find here. So this is threatening probably to collapse, so they really need it. But I think the humidity is always worth it. Can you see the, the thickness? It goes very, very, very deep. But I will show you the deepest gallery. It's about 90 feet thick. Not this one, but the other one I want to show you. Full of bones. So this one I won't touch it, huh? no? Because a little bit disgusting. So they were just making the oil burning so that with the oil burning, it creates a kind of air circulation and this was uh, maybe a better uh, better way to uh, to clean the air. Mm. It would the, the heat would draw the air in? Yes. Mm. And it was also the pitch resin. They were burning the pitch resin. Yeah. So you see the different period of time now where when they brought bones until the mid-19th century. Wow, a lot of water today. Because of the heavy rain we had in five days. So what do you think about the catacombs up to now? Crazy. Yeah? You're yeah. surprised? Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting one in Toronto. Cell <laughs> <laughs> space, isn't yes. it? Yes. So we have also to wonder about the, um, the vision we have on these bones. Can we consider this is an art display? Or can we consider these are persons mm -hmm. and they need to be respected mm -hmm. in sure. a certain way? And the, the limit is very strict. The, yeah. That's maybe a, 
philosophical question. Anyway, um, it's questioning. That's true. Term pillar again. You remember when they have dug around to leave a piece of mm -hmm. uh, of the stone. Okay, are you ready to continue? Yeah. Very good. Perfect. So let's continue again. bones to be brought here. This was the beginning. What is also very striking is that the way they pile up bones without giving any identity to the people. That is to say people from any social class, the common grave and the others, we will see the part dedicated to the French Revolution. It was also just to prevent these people to be given their identity. So there is also a very strong meaning into the, the catacombs about it. Catacombs. Never. Nobody. Okay. They were already die, uh, dead. Sorry. Uh, that is to say, the bones. Huh? <laughs> uh, so nobody uh, was brought here with the body and buried, etc. Uh, this is only the, the bones. This part is telling us about one specific period of time in French history about the revolution, the French Revolution. So in those time, in period of turmoil and riot, uh, three major events took place, specifically the Tuileries attack in 1792. The guards also uh, were uh, killed, and um, the catacombs was transformed, because in a very rush moment, into a morgue. So they were both here, but they were dead, huh? that's true. But this was the only exception in the history of catacombs. So these tombstones are just reminding us about it, but 
these bones are not specifically the bones of soldiers, etc. They were mixed up together in order not to keep like a kind of um, uh, uh, remain, uh, like a relic of these people just uh, during the French Revolution. Okay, so we have again a lot to see. you about the hidden galleries and uh, the here again these bones were piled up specifically to close an entrance of a gallery but it's certainly and probably continuing again and again will be probably restored in a short time. tombstone of uh, Françoise Gélin. She uh, was never uh, buried or uh, her bones uh, brought here, but this is uh, just to remind us that um, these catacombs were for a very short period of time again uh, in the 19th century, uh, like a kind of museum, okay? The catacombs open to the public, okay? But it was also a place where this kind of stone could be stored here in the same thematic. Françoise Gélin was living before the French Revolution and she was famous because she uh, uh, helped a, a guy, she was in love with a guy who attempted uh, an attack against Madame de Pompadour. And uh, this guy, uh, Le Cure, the name was of the guy was Le Cure. He wrote a letter to Madame de Pompadour telling her, oh, be careful, you may be attacked in the following days. But he was planning to attack her. And so he was about to pass like the man who could save her. But the, 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 the trick was discovered, and so he was put to jail <laughs> for quite a long, long time. And uh, Françoise Gélin was a, a writer in those times. Uh, you know, from the French Academy, uh, was uh, touched by this history and decided to help him, and she fell in love. So uh, the tombstone wasn't uh, asked by the family, so it has uh, been kept here, let's say, uh, from that period of time. But uh, it's just uh, in memory of her. Bones and bones and bones. Mm -hmm. 
Je la manque, non, c'est là. Yeah! Oh, my light is not that strong. Can you see a little bit? I'm sorry. Maybe it's not that strong. Oh, you have a better light. Oh, fantastic. Great. This is the, um, the most thick part of the bones, I told you. So they can be piled up and buried for. Uh, My, uh, miles, n'importe quoi. Feet and feet, and this is the this is what they call the plane. <laughs> so th this space is fulfilled with bones, only bones. And sometimes you ha you can have like so it's 24 meter thick, so it's more than 60 feet thick. It's amazing, huh? Eh? <laughs> I wouldn't uh, like to stay alone in such a place, surrounded by bones. What happened this during World War II? Oh, nothing special. Uh, let's Did they say. keep it a secret, or was it? These parts, these bones, no. The, the rest of the catacomb, uh, specifically, yes, except in some some quarters of Paris. Uh, the eye, the resistance. Yes, the resistance. Uh, yes, they use the catacombs. Yes. yes. The last room I wanted to show you is. Uh, it looks like a, a barrel, okay, made of uh, uh, bones, uh, skulls, and uh, long uh, bones. Uh, this is also to hide, like the structure inside, uh, just to maintain uh, the quarry ceiling and uh, this one. But here took place a very special event uh, in uh, the 19th century. In one night from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m., a hundred people in Paris belonging to upper social class received a letter be uh, in the, the corner of the street at, uh, one, at uh, 12 p.m. Uh, precisely. And uh, they didn't know what uh, would happen. And in fact, here was organized a special a concert with 45 musicians. <laughs> They were playing uh, um, uh, march funeral, funeral marches yeah. of Beethoven, etc. And this was a very special and unique moment uh, held in this room. So the, the fame of this room is linked uh, mm. to this uh, special event. Mm. So this was kept secret at last moment. A hundred uh, guests invited to come here, to go down, 60 feet down, without knowing <laughs> a thing about what could happen. And the musician, 45 musicians with violin and etc., just playing this uh, very uh, special music. Huh? <laughs> That's sweet. So remember, you see only a tiny part of what are the catacombs. This is the ossuary here. But if you visit the illegal catacomb, you can find a lot of bones like that. But they are not displayed this way because it's illegal. So sometimes you you walk 
on this bone, so you are just like having a rest and you say, oh my gosh, this is a skull, I didn't see it. <laughs> so you see only a tiny part of it. And this is 1% that is really existed. And 30%, we've never been there. We don't know what it is. So there are probably more and more to discover. That's true. Mm. And specifically located here to south of Paris, in the south of Paris. Okay, all right. So we are going out. Less steps, 83 instead of 120. That's better. Here is a charger. This place, like I said, it belongs to the government. Yes, to the um, state. Uh, and uh, to the city of Paris, who was uh, responsible, let's say, for that, and the prefect of Paris. So the security was also the, the matter of the prefect of Paris. That's why they started the workings and the consolidation of these tunnels. If not, the, probably most of the Parisian streets would have been destroyed and collapsed. That's true. This one I really like to show you to finish because this was the atmosphere and spirit uh, about quarrymen. They were working in such um, dimension, not like this, standing and walking. They were like uh, working in horizontal position or in squat position. Oh yes, imagine all the diseases, yeah. and the humidity and the lungs problem. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That wasn't that easy, that's true. underground the same way now huh? yeah, yeah. no that's you okay so thank you very much again thank you this is the end of the tour if you want to you can have a look at the, the boutique they have created it if you want to uh, reach the place where we meet where we met just right you go straight and you will see the square okay the Donfer Rochereau square Okay. Thank oh. you. <laughs> so thank you again. Enjoy your time. Your stay in Paris. 
and uh, maybe to another day in uh, Paris. Thank you again. Thank you. Merci. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. 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 Are you a guest from Britain or? Uh, from the United States, actually. From whereabouts? Uh, Boston. You get an English accent. I do. I do. It's a long story. But uh, where are you from? Toronto. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah, I like Boston. I do. But did you were you born in England and moved to France? No, no, no. I just made it up. Really? Yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. Nice to meet you guys. Well, Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you. Mm -hmm.